0: The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. Hi, everyone. I'm Congresswoman Alyssa Slotkin, the representative for Michigan's 8th District, which includes most of Lansing, East Lansing, all of Ingham County. I'm very happy to be here to help kick off the State of the City Address by Mayor Andy Shore. The reason I wanted to kick this off is because I think we have a real opportunity in the next couple of years to really do what government is supposed to do, connect the federal, the state, and the city together to help residents' pocketbooks and their kids thrive. So I'm really proud to be here because I think it's a really interesting moment for the City of Lansing, for Ingham County, for the whole general area, because of the way that state, local, and federal officials are working together on community development, generational investment. The places where I see this most clearly are one, the bipartisan infrastructure bill that we passed in Congress. Democrats and Republicans came together in November, voted for this once in a generation uh, infrastructure bill um, that will bring $10 billion into the state of Michigan for us to invest in our roads, in our bridges, in our tunnels, Um, In broadband internet, $100 million for broadband across the state, but then other things like updating the electrical grid, water and sewage, just things that are important as a generational investment. So I've worked with the mayor and with state officials to get that money in and out to projects that need it the most. So it's a real moment of opportunity for the city, for the state, and for the country uh, to take those monies, steward those resources effectively, and help improve Our local community. Secondly, we've really done a lot to promote American manufacturing, making the vital things we need in the United States. And nowhere is that more clear than in the new Delta Township electric vehicle battery facility that's going to be built from the ground up right here in our community. It's gonna be thousands of jobs, but beyond that, it's also gonna do such great things for our tax base, our schools, housing values, small businesses. The economic impact is way beyond just the number of jobs that we're gonna get in our community. Um, and it solidifies this idea that we've learned from COVID, that Certain critical things must be made in the United States and in Michigan if we want to actually compete with places like China and France. We want to build that next generation of vehicles. Those are electric vehicles. So the demonstration of the state, local, and federal government coming together is in this Delta Township plant where they're going to break ground this July. So it's a great time to be looking around in your community, watching what's going to happen. Um, Pay attention. The opportunities for community development in the next five to ten years are going to totally transform the region. I spent a lot of time on the phone and texting with Mayor Shore. He is a great partner so that I know what kind of federal resources he can best use here in the city of Lansing. It's the way government's supposed to work, and I'm thrilled that the mayor is about to announce his state of the city.
1: Thank you for joining me for this year's State of the City Address. I'd hoped to be delivering this before a live audience while showcasing Lansing Everett High School's newly renovated auditorium. Unfortunately, for a second year in a row, we've decided to err on the side of caution and come to you remotely. I fully expect to be able to do this again live next year and join together in person for a celebration of all the great things in Lansing. Serving as Lansing Mayor is an incredibly rewarding and challenging experience. And I certainly couldn't do it without the love and support of my family. My wife Erin and our children Ryan and Hannah keep me grounded and energized as I work every day for Lansing residents. I also want to thank my partners on the Lansing City Council for the work that they're doing on behalf of the city and our residents. Council President Adam Hussein, Council Vice President Carol Wood, and Council Members Jeffrey Brown, Jeremy Garza, Brian T. Jackson, Peter Spadafore, Patricia Spitzley, And I'm excited to welcome our newest member, Brian Daniels, in the first ward, who's jumped into this new role and hit the ground running. We're working together to grow our city and improve the quality of life of our residents. Thank you all for your continued commitment to work together and to show every Lansing resident, visitor, and job provider that we can come together to get things done. Over the past four years, many of you have heard me declare that Lansing's time is now. I want to take this opportunity to talk about transformation and about where we are and how we got here and where we go from here to ensure that our city is the world-class city that former Mayor David Hollister talked about so often. The biggest piece of transformational change for Lansing and for our entire region was the recent announcement by General Motors to invest billions right here with a new battery plant and investments in our existing assembly plants. I was so proud to work closely with Governor Whitmer, the Board of Water and Light, Delta Township, and our economic development partners at LEAP to put together a package that was second to none and ensures Lansing's 126-year automotive history continues for another 100 years into the future. With over 1,700 new jobs planned for the plant and more than $2.6 billion of investment, the road to a fully electric vehicle runs through Lansing. And there will be an additional $500 million in investment in the Lansing Grand River and Lansing Delta Township plants, which would be an exciting announcement all on its own. Since Mayor Hollister was successful with his Keep GM campaign, Lansing has remained a leader in auto manufacturing. GM recognized this along with our irreplaceable UAW workers and will continue to be leaders as auto manufacturing expands and electrifies. Lansing will put the world on electrified wheels. Another project I recently announced that's finally coming to fruition is a live music and arts venue located in the southern part of our downtown. We're calling this project the Lansing Ovation, and it will not only be a beautiful live music venue, but also provide an opportunity to partner with local arts organizations and provide a new home for the Lansing Public Media Center. For the past two decades, Lansing has needed a state-of-the-art live music and arts center. You won't have to drive to Detroit or Grand Rapids to see a great live show anymore. This project could not have happened without a $2 million appropriation from the state of Michigan, thanks to our legislative delegation, State Senator Curtis Hertel Jr. and State Representative Sarah Anthony, Kara Hope and Angela Whitwer. They stepped up for this once in a generation project. We were also able to leverage cable franchise fees collected by the city that are only allowed to be used for specific purposes like this. This transformation of our downtown comes after decades of work from too many people to name but I couldn't be more excited for Dominic Cochran, the director of the Lansing Public Media Center and his team for identifying a project that will work here and be an anchor for surrounding businesses that will see growth and investment. Lansing will be a destination for concerts, shows and events, making us a leader in the arts with this performance space and with the inclusion of artist live workspace that will be unique to our region. We're close to putting the finishing touches on this project and breaking ground later this year. In addition, there's more significant work taking place throughout the city. We have the redevelopment of the Old Temple Club building in Old Town, the exciting new development coming to the Allen Place on the east side. McLaren Health is on the verge of opening their $600 million new hospital and healthcare campus in Southeast Lansing, representing a massive investment for our community. The Red Cedar development along East Michigan Avenue is making great progress with new housing, hotels, retail and restaurants. The former Pleasant Grove School at the corner of Pleasant Grove and Holmes will see a new development that will transform Southwest Lansing and at the same time honor civil rights activist, Malcolm X, who attended elementary school on this site. I can't talk about the state of our city and the events of Lansing in 2021 without talking about public safety, especially the gun violence in our nation, state, and here in our city. This is the issue I heard about the most from residents last year. Too many people are using guns to settle arguments, and it seems that anyone can get a firearm. Young people in Lansing are using guns to solve petty arguments, and it has to stop. Every death due to gun violence is tragic, and what we're seeing in Lansing and throughout the nation is unprecedented. We must do all that we can to get illegal guns off our streets and end this pattern of violence. The Lansing Police Department's Violent Crime Initiative took almost 600 guns off the street just last year, which is almost double the number from the previous year. I'm proud to be a leader in a coalition of US mayors working to create a market for biometric identification on guns. Testing is underway and Lansing will be a leader with this new technology, which will reduce gun violence using fingerprint technology. In addition, I recently introduced an ordinance requiring gun owners to report stolen firearms to the Lansing Police Department. This will ensure that our police know what guns are on the streets and ensure that those who have had their guns stolen can be held accountable if that gun is used in the commission of a crime. City Council is working on this now, and I expect that they'll vote on this soon. Last year, my administration took additional steps to reduce gun violence. My gun violence task force and our finance team identified excess dollars from the previous budget that we used to fund and expand programs with our youth. The City Council unanimously passed this proposal and we gave transformational investments of over $150,000 to community-based groups to continue their work with our young people. We also established a community organization fund to distribute money to Lansing-based, youth-focused organizations. Thanks to our Volunteer Neighborhood Advisory Board, along with Department Director DeLisa Fontaine, who reviewed, scored, and awarded funding for this program, in addition to granting dollars to our neighborhood and civic organizations through community grants. Many gun-related crimes are connected, and so many are retaliatory in nature. This is why I supported the Advanced Peace Initiative and look forward to seeing this program reduce the number of homicides in Lansing. Thank you to the Ing- Ingham County Commission for their work on this, and I look forward to continuing our partnership to make a real difference. While we've taken these measures, everyone needs to be part of the solution. As State Representative Sarah Anthony and Lansing Township Supervisor Deontre Hayes both said at a recent press conference, when people see something, they need to say something. We can't allow this small number of individuals who commit terrible acts of violence affect the lives of those in Lansing. If you have any information related to any of the violence that we've seen, please contact Crime Stoppers or the Lansing Police Department. It's going to take everyone's help to save the next life. Additionally, community policing programs remain a priority for my administration. We'll use these proactive efforts like community policing, social workers to assist those with mental health issues, and continue to have patrols on the streets to keep our neighborhoods safe. When we talk about transforming our city, we have to make sure that no one gets left behind. That's why I'm so proud of the work that the Mayor's Racial Justice and Equity Alliance has accomplished. We've spoken to community members and city employees, held community events in order to get input and guidance from the public, and released an extensive report with recommendations for both internal and external work. Just last month, The City launched an equity matrix and workforce diversity dashboard to help visualize demographics and disparities so we can identify areas for improvement, especially with regards to hiring for open city positions. It's important to me that every city department understands the needs of our community and reflects the diversity that makes Lansing such a wonderful place to call home. I'm proud to have worked alongside the Government Alliance on Race and Equity, the National League of Cities Race, Equity and Leadership Program, and other organizations to continue the progress that we've started. We're acting on many of the recommendations of the MRJEA report. I've sent an ordinance to city council, creating a permanent diversity, equity, and inclusion board for the city of Lansing, and I look forward to council passing it soon. The DEI board will have a significant role working with the city's diversity officer and community partners to implement a comprehensive external plan and to advance the goals of creating a community that celebrates diversity and builds relationships while supporting our racial justice and equity plan. Another year has come and gone and we still find ourselves dealing with the unprecedented challenges brought by the pandemic. The coronavirus has irrevocably changed the way that we do things, from grocery shopping to remote work Our daily lives are fundamentally different than they were two years ago. The pandemic has hit our small businesses, the backbone of our economy, especially hard. From the beginning, I knew we had to do everything we could to make sure they had the assistance they needed. I'm thankful for our partners at the Lansing Economic Area Partnership and the Lansing Economic Development Corporation, who led the way in developing and administering grant programs that businesses could use to keep their doors open. These small businesses are run and staffed by our friends, family, and neighbors, and they need our support now more than ever. Funds made possible due to President Biden's American Rescue Plan Act allowed for job providers in sectors like retail, goods and services, and tourism and hospitality to get critical assistance. Together, we've helped by awarding more than $3 million to area job providers. Lansing is a resilient city, and our residents step up when faced with challenges. We look on the bright side and are always willing to help our neighbors. As a board member of the Lansing Promise, I'm pleased to have the Lansing Promise working hard in this city, striving to ensure success after high school for all of Lansing's students. I can't think of a more powerful opportunity to invest in both our kids and the future of this city. And most importantly, as a father with children in the Lansing schools, I believe in the Promise, and I ask you to join me in that belief. The mission is simple, to provide scholarship dollars and strategic investments in readiness, success initiatives, and career development for all eligible Lansing students. The City of Lansing is proud to partner with the Lansing Promise. If you have interest in knowing more, go to lansingpromise.org forward slash impact to see their recently released State of the Promise report.
2: My name is Ricardo Bailey. My name is Santiago Turner. My name is Lana Gomez. I'm Unishek Omar. Um, my name is Abney Plato. My name is Jalen Sanders. I'm Aiden Yang. My name is Paris Leek. My name is Siena Vu. Yeah, My name is Nerdine Musa, and I go to here, Eastern High School, and I'm a senior. I'm in eighth grade. I'm in the 11th grade. I'm a senior. I'm a senior at Eastern High School. I'm a senior at Everett High School. And I'm in the seventh grade. I am an 11th grader at JW Sexton High School. I like studying everything, basically. I like how like, supportive everybody is, how, how they have hard classes to help me prepare for college. I plan on attending LCC this coming up fall. Uh, I plan on going to college, becoming a doctor.
1: I will be attending MSU to study psychology and criminal justice. I don't really know what,
2: what to do, but it has to do with music. I don't know anything that matters. I'm still deciding on what college I want to go to, but I want to go to a film school. I plan on attending LCC and I'm going to take my basic courses at first before I
0: decide my major.
2: After I graduate I plan on attending LCC for my two years, then transfer to a university so I can get my bachelor's, so I want to become a teacher. I want to get a, a master's in both uh, computer science and biology.
1: And I will be a Promise Scholar.
2: Take on the world head first. You just go to college and like succeed from there and you can go on from there. Have something to hope for. I believe that I can pursue what I wanna do and I can be happy. For me to go to college and be like the first generation student, um, it's really exciting and scary at the same time. You know, sometimes you're gonna hit that brick wall and having people believe in you will just help you go over obstacles and, and be a better person overall. There are a lot of good teachers. My mom, yeah, she believes tremendously in me. My mother and my father believe in me. My parents most definitely because they had the courage to come to America first. My cousins, my tia like. Everybody who believes. It could be like a person out in the street, just a good hello just helped out my day too as well. It helps a lot. Stay in school, work hard, and never give up. I believe in that failure is okay, but like trying is like the most important thing in life. I believe that students um, have the power to do extraordinary things if they have a community and a group of people around them that support them. We are dreamers. We are people who want to change the world. Lancing Promise has your back, um, so I'm really happy for that. Um, knowing that they believe in me. To all those who supported the Promise Scholarship, thank you. I would like to thank you, you know, for the belief, even though you don't know me. Good people make a good community. Yes, sir. I believe in
1: community. And keep an eye out for their announcement of the 2022 Promise Dinner Reimagined. Justin Sheehan informs me that May 19th will be a night to remember. So mark your calendars for May 19th and we'll continue to build. Lansing is a leader in supporting arts and creativity, investing a significant amount of funding into the arts each year through pocket grants to small organizations, sustainability grants to organizations that need community support, and an annual arts impact grant of $75,000 to one awardee. You've seen evidence of this in the many murals around town, The Thinker on Michigan Avenue, the sculpture in Southwest Lansing, or watch the projection project downtown last year. Four years ago, I created the Mayor's Arts and Culture Commission. This group, originally led by my wife, Erin Shore, has accomplished a great deal. Their facilities committee laid the groundwork for the Ovation, Music, and Arts venue, and their public art committee has worked on many different pieces of art that you can see in our city every day. I was proud to see this advisory committee evolve into a full city board, which passed city council unanimously. There's no limit to the great things that they'll do for our city. A recent Arts Impact Grant is taking shape on the Shiawassee Street Bridge. The Tile Mural Project will have community-made tiles and will show off the creativity of Lansing residents. Artist Alexandra Leonard held public tile-making events, and residents will see their work displayed on the bridge soon. I'm also excited to announce that we'll be giving new life to an old friend. The pedestrian skybridge over the Grand River connecting the Lansing Center to the Radisson Hotel is showing its age. As part of an energy efficiency measure being led by the experts at Johnson Controls, we'll give new life to this fixture of our downtown. Temperature issues will be fixed and the windows will be energy efficient. It will even get a modern makeover on the outside. It'll be illuminated and beautified just like we did with our parking garages last year the rehab of the pedestrian skybridge will add yet another focal point to a vibrant and exciting downtown. One of my first acts as mayor was to create the Department of Neighborhoods and Citizen Engagement. It was crucial to me that neighborhoods were brought in at the highest level of city government so that the concerns of residents could be heard and quality of life issues addressed. I'm pleased to announce tonight that I've signed an executive order to rename the Department of Neighborhoods and Citizen Engagement to the Department of Neighborhoods Arts and Citizen Engagement. Arts are a crucial component of a thriving community, and I'm proud of the work that we've done in this area, and I look forward to what we'll accomplish moving forward. Transforming our city starts with a positive sense of place, and a positive sense of place starts with good infrastructure. Everyone knows the state of our roads and bridges, and they know that we need help from the state and federal government in order to maintain them at an appropriate level. Thanks to Governor Gretchen Whitmer for her work to fix the damn roads. Her administration has been prioritizing major road and highway projects here and is working to ensure Lansing gets our share of local infrastructure funding from the state. I also greatly appreciate the work done by Congresswoman Alyssa Slotkin and U.S. Senators Debbie Stabenow and Gary Peters to pass the Federal Infrastructure Bill. I was honored to be invited to the White House and attend the bill signing for this legislation. It'll ensure that Lansing has access to critical funding to improve the condition of our roads and bridges. It'll also help us to improve broadband, deal with the impacts of climate change, such as flooding, and even help to recognize inequities created when I-496 was built, displacing many in a thriving black community. Through an increase in funding, and as a result of good old fashioned hard work by our city employees, I'm pleased to report that the average PACER rating, which is the industry standard measuring the condition of a road, has increased from previous years. Although we certainly have a long way to go to reach what anyone would call an overall acceptable condition, It's reassuring to see that the additional dollars are just starting to make a measurable impact. I continue to place infrastructure needs as one of my highest priorities. And I should congratulate Dick Peffley and the Lansing Board of Water and Light for their commitment to transforming our underground infrastructure by updating and modernizing more water service mains without a rate increase. The Board of Water and Light continues to redefine what it means to be a publicly owned utility, and I appreciate their commitment to their customers, to the city of Lansing, and the entire region. Infrastructure for many also means access to decent housing options. We're truly making Lansing a great place to live. In fact, AARP Magazine named Lansing as one of the top places in the country to retire. And according to a recent study published in the Lansing City Pulse, more people are moving to the Lansing region each year from Detroit and Grand Rapids. Lansing needs housing for all ages and incomes for people to live, raise a family, and retire. Just last year in 2021, Lansing saw housing investments of more than $180 million of new construction exceeding the previous year by more than $65 million. Nowhere is this more evident than in our downtown. The city, in partnership with Kathleen Edgerly and Downtown Lansing Incorporated, have worked to add more than 500 units of market rate and affordable housing in the downtown area, across more than a half a dozen developments. And every new housing development built recently are fully occupied. And we see many more in the near future. This includes new housing on South Washington, where the Rio Town sign currently sits. A new development at the Old Lake Trust property is underway and will have 172 units of housing. And don't forget the 40 units of affordable artist housing at the new Lansing Ovation. Downtown housing is important, especially as a result of the pandemic and as we look to the future of work. Lansing is the capital city and we'll always expect to have a presence by the state. We'll continue to ask the governor and her administration to ensure that state employees return to work downtown in the near future, but Lansing will pivot to reflect the new reality of remote work. We need more people living downtown to create economic vibrancy at all hours on weekdays, as well as throughout the weekend. With some financial support from the state and federal government, we can convert some of our vacant downtown office space into housing, and I'll continue to push for funding for these conversions. This is why we need more amenities like Rotary Park and the now under construction Lansing Shuffle in and around our downtown area while continuing to support our existing small businesses and attractions. Downtown is not our only focus. We're growing our city in every corner. On the north side, Old Town remains one of our busiest neighborhoods. We'll see more residential and commercial options here, redeveloping and rehabilitating blighted properties. Work is well underway at the former Temple Club building, where 31 market rate apartments and 3,000 square feet of shared first floor office space are currently under construction. We expect the first year residents to move in later this year. Further west in Old Town, the long vacant RC Cola bottling plant located on North Grand River is in the early stages of redevelopment into mixed use market rate housing with direct access to the River Trail, Old Town, Turner Dodge House, and more. There'll be welcome additions to the vibrancy of Old Town, and these will complement the great stores, festivals, and other fun activities that take place here. On the east side, there's also been significant investment throughout my time as mayor, and projects continue to take shape to bring even more retail and residential space to the city. Both the venue and Provident Place have brought beautiful new housing and retail to East Michigan Avenue. Two years ago, we got the Red Cedar Development Project over the finish line, New student housing is opened and the next phase will include two new hotels, the Hyatt and the AC by Marriott. Next, we'll have some of the best senior living in the region and market rate housing ready for occupancy. This project is transforming the landscape of that area, providing a link between Lansing and East Lansing, as well as boosting the capital to campus connection. The site will feature great amenities, including an amphitheater and direct access to the river trail. This amphitheater is special to me as it will be dedicated to a Lansing legend, the late Jack Davis, and to his wife, Sue. Jack has been a great friend to this city, and I appreciate the work of Ferguson Development to recognize all that he's done. Also on the east side, the Allen Place development on Kalamazoo Street will provide 21 units of mixed income housing, as well as commercial space, integrative services, and programming. You can't talk about the east side without recognizing the unflaffable Joan Nelson, Executive Director of the Allen Neighborhood Center for her work and commitment to making this project a reality. I've spoken a lot about development and growing the city because I truly believe that Lansing has so much potential. But as I talk to residents, I know that many on the south side of town feel that we can do even more. The neighbors and businesses on the south side are wonderful and believe that Lansing can grow, but they also need equity and resources and attention to ensure that happens. To that end, I've directed our economic development staff to prioritize projects on the south side, whether it's flexibility with development incentives, additional dollars for neighborhoods or businesses, or other measures. Our partners at the Capital Area Housing Partnership have been hard at work with another blighted building, the former Walter French Middle School at South Cedar and Mount Hope. I'm very excited that this building will be rehabbed and repurposed into affordable housing units. I thank the state for granting tax credits for this project and appreciate our city council for passing our incentive plan for this property. This historic brick building near the geographic center of our city has been vacant for decades and I can't wait for construction to begin. As I mentioned earlier, at the northeast corner of Pleasant Grove and Holmes, we announced a plan that invests nearly $14 million to construct a multifamily residential building and commercial space. The multifamily building will contain 30 units and plans for the commercial building call for health care, banking, and more. We've already designated the Pleasant Grove and Homes area as a neighborhood of focus. The city is creating growth here, working with neighborhoods and businesses. We've shown the pride of Southwest Lansing with a new playground and soccer field, a town square and public art installation, a new archway, as well as enhancements to the CATA bus stop showing off the neighborhood. And we've provided dollars to many of the businesses in the area, both to boost their presence and help them get through the pandemic. Additionally, we have a MLK Corridor Improvement Authority working to boost this area. I appreciate the great work of many organizations in Southwest Lansing, including the Southwest Action Group, Rejuvenating South Lansing, the Southside Community Coalition, and many of the neighborhood groups and businesses that have offered assistance. I also commend Council President Adam Hussein for all of his hard work here. In Southeast Lansing, we have a wonderful partnership with the Capital Area District Library, with the exceptional South Lansing Library, We'll continue to work with the library to ensure great programming for our residents. I'm also excited for the work in the Potter Walsh neighborhood where the Holmes Street School property is about to be transformed into apartments with more than 100 units available when construction is complete. While I'm very excited for the growth of this area, we also know that people need to feel safe. We've dedicated resources to South Lansing as well as the rest of the city to stop speeders issuing hundreds of tickets and our violent crime initiative will continue to take illegal guns off the street. We'll also ensure that we have proactive policing to work closely with the neighborhoods and residents. Two years ago, working with Councilman Jeremy Garza, we created a new community policing area in South Lansing to focus on the Edgewood Boulevard corridor. This is in addition to the three other community policing areas already on the south side. These community policing programs keep our neighborhoods safe and build trust. LPD is prioritizing the hiring of these critical officers. If you're bored in the city of Lansing, you're not looking hard enough for something to do. Throughout the pandemic, the Parks and Recreation Department has continued to offer valuable, safe, and low-cost activities to residents of all ages. Lansing Living, your guide to activities and events throughout the city, is published three times a year and is also available on our website at lansingmi.gov forward slash lansingliving. We also have significant private investments in placemaking and recreation amenities. Through partnerships with the Capital Region Community Foundation and other community-based philanthropic groups, we've installed bicycle maintenance stations along the River Trail, as well as outdoor fitness parks downtown in Adado Park and on the south side at McGuire Park, near the corner of Jolly and Aurelius Roads. Additionally, the Community Foundation has taken the lead on the design and construction of Lansing's first universally accessible playground. This $1.8 million, 66,000-square-foot park will include a custom, state-of-the-art, all-access playground that's 10,000 square feet. The playground was carefully designed in collaboration with the Disability Network, along with feedback from approximately 50 families who have children with disabilities. I'd like to thank our community partners who made this project a reality. AF Group, Case Credit Union, Peckham, Sparrow Health System, Michigan Medicine, Auto Owners Insurance, and Mary Freebed. As we look at the external growth of our city, we must continue to look internally as well. There's no higher priority than to ensure we are good stewards of taxpayer dollars. I'll present my budget in the coming weeks, but I can tell you that our department directors have done a great job ensuring that we are efficient in how we spend taxpayer money. I can also tell you that we'll be looking at the $25 million that is left in American Rescue Plan dollars that were provided to Lansing. We will backfill where we have losses due to the economic problems caused by COVID and will provide to the so many people and organizations with needs as a result of this pandemic. I'll be looking to put more money into assistance, ranging from rent and mortgage help to financial assistance and economic empowerment for our residents. My budget proposal that will be presented to City Council will lay out my priorities and create a vision and pathway for Lansing's future. Additionally, we continue to work through the significant legacy costs facing Lansing. I'm proud to tell you that through the work of our Chief Strategy Officer, contracted financial consultants, stakeholders and experts, We've reduced our unfunded retiree health care liability by more than $300 million. This is due to measures that we've taken, including transforming the retiree health care systems into health savings accounts and shortening amortization periods. We continue to look at other measures that could reduce these legacy costs. While we have a long way to go to reach full solvency, two of our four retirement systems are now considered funded by the state of Michigan. This work is absolutely crucial in making sure that the City of Lansing is and will continue to be on strong financial footing. If you're a Lansing resident, or if you deal with city government, you know that customer service is essential. I announced in my State of the City address last year that we were going to be transforming customer service within Lansing by launching the city's first ever 311 system. One call to City Hall is fully staffed, and in a few weeks we'll be ready to provide residents with an easier way to navigate non-emergency city services. Staff is ready to demonstrate unparalleled customer service, be innovative in problem-solving, and show their commitment to assisting our residents, businesses, and visitors. I'd like to thank our Information Technology Department, as well as our partners at Dewpoint for their technical expertise, and the Department of Neighborhoods, Arts, and Citizen Engagement for working together to make this vision of good customer service a reality. As I report on the state of the city and look back on our accomplishments, it's always with an eye to the future. We've all been touched by the COVID-19 pandemic, but I'm convinced that we will emerge from this shadow into a light the likes of which we've never seen. There are so many of us who love this city. By pitching in and working together, we can make a difference for our community and keep Lansing a city that we're proud to call home. I'm asking for everyone to help grow Lansing. Find your passion and work to get it done. We can't be afraid to look within ourselves and ask, what can I do to help make Lansing a better place? What gifts do I have that I can offer the next generation? Lansing's time is now, and I assure you that if we keep working together, the state of our city will continue to be stronger tomorrow than it was yesterday. Thank you.